Welcome back to the Life with the Lord podcast. I'm your host, Ben, and today we have the honor of having Joseph Avakian uh, here to discuss the idea of God as the communicator. Joseph has been a, a longtime uh, leader in YWAM and uh, one of the real pioneers of visual communication. Uh, he teaches all around the world on topics such as identity, visual communication, graphic design, and many, many more. Feel so honored to have him. Welcome, Joseph. Well, thank you. It's so exciting to have you here. Excited to be here. Yes. So today our topic is uh, God as the communicator. And so this is a, a topic that I feel like you are one of the uh, kind of pioneers of, or one of the people who has popularized and kind of explored this aspect of God's character and nature out uh, quite a ways, at least in the YOM context. And so I was hoping that we could unpack it a little bit for the folks at home and kind of understand more of this idea of God as being the source of communication and where that comes from. So I guess we should start with probably where the biblical origins of that came from. So where do you see that uh, being the case? Well, if we think about the origins, I guess if God is the origin of all things, in his character and nature, he's a communicator. And I would say that if we look at the larger picture of God in relationship to his creation, then to be in to be in relationship, you have to be in communication. Mm. So God in his very essence is a communicator because through everything that he's created, he's communicated. But not alone that, he's been proactive in staying in touch with his creation, specifically the crown of his creation, or at least according to what the Bible teaches us is that as he put us in charge of creation, he's helped us and stayed in touch with us all this time. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that God is a communicator in his person. Therefore, the origins of it are not even in the Bible. It's in the person who is then kind of the inspiration and the author of the whole Bible. It goes even further back. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. And so then coming down a little bit closer, then what would be some of the unique or notable examples that we have to draw from uh, of God's communication or some that stick out to you as being, oh, this is really unique or unusual? You know, that was a good question. I was thinking about it and I thought, what, which story would be really interesting? I like the crazy stories. Mm. So of course, there's the classic ones, you know, God comes down on a mountain, meets the prophet Moses writes, you know, he inscribes himself on the tablet. But what I really like is the story of Balaam the prophet and his donkey. Okay. Uh, and that's because I think it's kind of amazing how God's trying to get Balaam's attention as Balaam is heading towards delivering the message that he thought he's supposed to deliver. And the angel of the Lord is standing there. And, but Balaam is so focused. And I have the feeling sometimes God is communicating to us. And we don't listen because we're so focused on other things. We're in our own little world, That's kind of. right. Exactly. And so I like the Balaam story because I think at one point, the donkey sees the angel. And then as Balaam is trying to beat up the donkey to try to move, he says, why are you beating me up? I'm, I'm just trying to do what's right here. And it's the only story I know in the Bible where God allows an animal to talk to a prophet who's supposed to be the one who actually listens mm. to the Lord the most. Kind of like and a biblical Dr. Doolittle. Exactly. <laughs> and so then in, in many ways that this donkey ends up then having to remind the prophet what it's all about, 
it's because of the donkey's speaking that the prophet eventually sees the, the angel and then the angel confronts him and then the story completes itself. But it's just crazy how God will do anything. And also that if we don't speak, he will use things around us to speak to us. Uh, well, if we don't hear, let's put it this way, mm -hmm. if we don't listen, he'll use things around us to get our attention mm -hmm. so that we get it right. So I kind of like that story. That's kind of a, a bit of an out-of-the-norm story because typically it's God speaking to prophets and then eventually, you know, to individuals and so on. But this is kind of a third part of creation. I mean, it would have been, God spoke through a bush. That's kind of cool. But to speak actually through a donkey that would only typically make sense, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. And it, it almost shows uh, like a persistent nature to the way that God communicates. Like yeah. he will he will go to great lengths to exactly. make sure he's heard. That shows his commitment, doesn't it? Mm, it yeah. does. Even in spite when we're kind of blinded to exactly. it. Exactly. Wow. So then kind of dovetailing on that, what would you say are then some of uh, the other key characteristics of the way that God communicates? Well, there's many. I think uh, if we think of the story of the garden, uh, God tries to explain to Adam and Eve what they had just done. And instead of telling them what they just done, he leads them through a series of questions to come to the conclusion and come to the acknowledgement of what they had just done. Mm. So I kind of like how God is educational, <laughs> revelational. But in all of it, I think he's mostly, and I think what I've loved discovering again and again is that God is invitational. Mm. God has never come in and said, listen, I'm boss, let me tell you what to do. He's come and said, um, okay, so you have free will. But in context of free will, I have to win uh, by uh, logic sometimes, mm, yeah. sometimes by just sheer um, inspiration and maybe love that you should choose what is right and what is good. Mm. And so I think the idea that God is always in his communication style has been invitational. Kind and of pulling says, us along with it. That's right. That's right. And I think that's kind of one of my favorite things about God, that he's been consistently invitational. And I think our message should be one as well that's invitational. Mm -hmm. And we do have the tendency to want to force God's message on people. Yeah. But we need to invite them on this journey because God invited us on the journey. So why should we do it any differently? True. And it wasn't imposed us. on us. So why that's should right. we impose on others? That's right. That's right. Mm. Wow, that is amazing. And then breaking that down even then further onto like the communication with an individual level. Mm -hmm. So what what uh, are some of those parts or ways that you've seen God communicate with individual people or well, I think I think I'm sure anybody who's listening can relate to this. Mm. We all have a different style of communication. I think we might have similarities. So I know we we group people in like this is a verbal communicator and this is an you know a gift communicator. They just give gifts. That's their language. Mm. And we all have a language of love. We have a language of interaction. And I have the feeling God has clearly proven himself throughout time and space that he will try to, again, with the persistence of the prophet and Balaam, mm -hmm. he'll do anything to get this individual's attention. Mm -hmm. So God is very customized. Ah, okay, yeah. And his approach to how he deals with individuals. I think God doesn't like putting people in boxes. I think God tries to see where the person is at, where they're at in their journey. Mm -hmm. How have they been communicated to? And remember that we all have a story that we have been a part of. And the story dictates how we eventually communicate, how we listen, how we articulate, how we process. And I have the feeling in my journey, at least God has done that with me individually. But then having lived with a woman for 37 years now, my dear wife, Monica, 
I've seen that how God communicates with her is very unique, how God has communicated to my children, how God has communicated to our individuals in our communities. I have always again and again seen how specific and how unique God is, as if almost at it would be Christmas, God would come and give each one a gift, and you're all like, how did he know this? Because mm. he knows what unlocks our hearts and what unlocks our capacity to respond and apply. So I think God is very customized mm. and very, yeah, he, he looks at us individually, and I think he sees the individual, and it's one of the values that we also uphold in our mission, mm. that we value the individual. That's because God always has said, I see you. Mm. And we love movies whenever, you know, the character oh. goes like, I see you, and we're like, Oh, you know, wow, I am seen. And I guess that's that's a character nature of God mm. that we I think is pretty much, it's very practical the way he reaches out. So I think he looks at how we best hear, mm. and then he'll do anything oh, wow. to get our attention. That's true. And it would also flow with him creating us as individuals and individualized, and then exactly. he would communicate that way. You got it. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> and so... Then how has you you touched on it briefly a little bit with how you've discovered over time? But what are what has the um, the idea of God as a communicator? How has that changed in your life as you've continued to explore and uh, yeah? Well, I think it's like in any relationship, um, we get to know the person better mm. as we mature, as we also spend time with them. Mm. I think as you journey with God, I mean, if you journey with God over a period of six months, you're going to only begin to understand his ways. Mm -hmm. After six years, you've understood a little bit more. After 60 years, I'm sure you're like, mm-hmm, that looks like God. And so I think we get to a place where just as individuals, we grow in understanding how God communicates. The, the God, the communicator, has, I think, I don't want to say evolved, but more matured over the last 2,000 years because Jesus comes. He's the fullness and of the image of who God is. And we had we had 12 guys out of Israel who, you know, started this journey, and they passed on what they had heard, and then their experience, their journey with God, and then the journey of many denominations, those, have, those that, that have gone before us, those that are still, you know, out there doing it, they're all contributing towards the larger understanding of God and His communication, I think, over time. And the more books that are written, the more stories we hear, the more experiences we individually gain is adding or, you know, how do you call it, contributing towards the, I don't want to say the, the fullness of man's understanding of God as the communicator. I think just because God has been journeying with us for thousands of years, we have seen how he can speak through a whisper, he can speak through a movie, he can speak through his word, he can speak through a conversation. And he can speak to us in dreams and visions. So it seems that we're realizing that God has never been limited. Mm. If he wants to get his our attention, he does what needs to be done. And I think, and we recognize that God is, I think at least, in my mm. personal view, that he's always trying to get our attention and stay in touch. That he's proactive in staying in relationship. And that relation requires proactive communication. Mm. So God is proactive. We just end up becoming sometimes passive because sometimes we hear a lot and we go like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I know, and I just want to sit and just veg on this. And that's good. But we, I think, need to be proactive because the more we're hungry mm. to discover the God, the communicator, the more God is going to reveal new ways and different ways of how he communicates. So I think overall, I think the the idea of God, the communicator, has matured just because of the journey of those that have gone before us. And I hope that 
100 years from now, people will talk about this and go, yeah, 100 years ago, there were a bunch of people who also taught us new ways of how God can communicate and is communicating. So almost collectively, we're, we're discovering more and more as time exactly. goes on and different yeah. denominations and groups are adding bricks kind of to the wall. Exactly, exactly. Because every denomination or every community will eventually uh, discover some element of God as a communicator, and then they deepen that a little bit more. And then, but but then it gets it gets breadth over time as more denominations or at least more expressions begin to evolve or you know uh, be discovered mm -hmm. and grow. So I think we should be careful not to just listen to those that are around us, but kind of widen our horizons and look at how is God communicating and working across the world, so that we understand that oh, mm -hmm. He is an ever maturing. Uh, you know, God, not that he's not mature, but the things, we're maturing in the knowledge of who God is. Let's put it that way, yeah. that we're ever, we're always maturing into that understanding and knowledge. There's always more for us to discover. Always. We'll never know, but there's always more. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and that also helps escape a little bit the trap that some denominations have or have in the past where they discover and then they kind of harden around, this is how it is forever. Yeah. And then it prevents it from continuing. And, and also we live in a time, like, for example, the New Covenant, if you think about since Jesus and after he left and he sent us the Holy Spirit, we've had access to communicate with God in, in a very different way than they did before that time. Mm. Because the, the, the intimacy uh, or the journey to intimacy, to that, to that dialogue with God has been actually been available. And yeah. so if we say God is not communicating... I wonder if, is it God not communicating or are we not listening properly? You know, that's mm. kind of my question always, you know, because we, we want to blame the other for the problem, but we never want to start with ourselves and go, okay, am I needing to change how I listen or how I communicate so that I can actually understand him more as a communicator? Oh my goodness. Am I the the problem in the communication? That is a, that is quite a, uh, what is it? An implication filled question to ask. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, wow. And so then what are some ways that we can uh, practically apply this, these kind of ideas and understanding of God the communicator? What would be some of your advice for like practical application of it? Well, I think typically we, we listen to God or we try to dialogue with God in the big things of life. Mm. And I think one of the practical things is do it in the details of life. Okay. Uh, like do it in the small conversations you're having. Do it in the work that you do. Do it in the being intentional about where, where do you go for sources of inspiration and so on. So, for example, in my creative journey, if I want to design something and I'm working on a project, I literally go to God and say, where should I go? And where is there something that's going to inspire me to be able to do something new and different here. Wow. And people have said to me, like, why would you do that? I said, well, because I'm I'm wanting to discover new things. Mm. And you'll, God will give you that opportunity if you ask for it. And also because why would God give us new experiences if we're not wanting them? Mm. Uh, so I I feel like in a, in a proactive relationship, you need to do that. So I think we discover how God communicates as we ask of him. To, to show us new practical ways of how we apply um, communication ourselves, but also how then he communicates to us, and that gives us a new idea on how to communicate better. Mm. So I think the details, you know, they say God is in the details. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that statement sometimes, uh, because I think we've been very often this like, well, God, what should I do with my life? But we forget that 
should I smile in the morning when I walk into the room or should I come in and moan? Mm. Or even <laughs> and, that those big things are oftentimes made up of the small pieces. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think the more we do things in the details well, then the large will be easy. Mm. I think the reason why we often sometimes doubt God hear, or God speaking to us or you know, think that God is not communicating the larger things is because we haven't practiced the little things. Mm. And I think God wants us to practice dialogue all the time. And, you know, there's a great great statement that's been said, you know, um, the means by which we communicate with God is through prayer, mm. but God communicates or responds to us in revelation. Mm. So, and I think revelation isn't something that we do, the big aha moments only, there should be little aha moments. So there should be a lot of aha, and then aha, and then <laughs> you know, like all those, all those different uh, moments in life that can actually inspire us and remind us that God is a God who wants to be in the daily life and mm. the practical things of everyday life, whether it be it skill, whether it be it community, relationship, but also learning and growing to become a more mature believer. Mm. So he's, he's really in all of it. It's not like a kind of, yeah, yeah an because old I, guy sitting on a cloud kind exactly, of lording over it. Exactly. I think, I think modern, modern man wants to separate religion from, you know, logic uh, and things like that. And I think Greek thinking and just society at large has loved categorizing everything. And I have the feeling we're trying to separate things. And I think that's in our nature because we are separated from God. Mm. I don't want to preach yeah, here, but yeah. the idea is that when we, are a, when we see ourselves and our identity is a separated one, or at least a fragmented one, then we try to fragment everything. Mm -hmm. And yet God is the God who brings unity and restores everything and connects everything again. And good communication, I think God's communication at large is about reconnecting. Mm. So how do we then reconnect to the daily things that we do, to the people around us, and to the Creator who is part of everything? So He's connected to our journey, and we are a community that is proactive, alive and kicking mm. yes not a yeah not something static but something moving always dynamic always changing always growing always uh, yeah always you know I, I guess there's an evolving aspect about it mm. but I think any evolution that even if we use that word should lead to transformation I'm mm. a big guy on transformation oh. because what it does it changes us it it actually uh, it doesn't evolve us only it brings us to a place where uh, almost a restorative transformation because we're going back to how it should have been from the beginning mm, wow so oh that is incredible are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with oh that's a good one i don't know there's a lot of thoughts of course maybe some <laughs> encouragements I, tips and tricks <laughs> well i think i think one of the things i i kind of thought about is that god has always and will continue to reach out and communicate mm. so the question is have we are we stuck in a mode of listening Mm. And not responding and dialoguing. That that one, but also that to say, oh, I'm going to hear God when I go into nature mm. only. Or I'm going to hear God when I go to the prayer room. Or I'm going to hear God when I read the Bible. But to say, I can hear God in all places because God has never, never been limited to a room, a space, a book, or even uh, any season of my life. Mm. So I think my question is, can we, and I'd like to encourage us to go, uh, let's rekindle hunger to discover different ways in which God can reach out and touch us, mm. and then how through it we can then harness that to reach out and touch the lives of others. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Oh, 
Wow. Well, thank you so much, Joseph. This has been an amazing conversation, and I'm sure our listeners are going to uh, have a lot to think about, especially after this. I know I sure do. But yes, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome.